now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast from Alaska to Florida, all the way to Hawaii. We are broadcasting today from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, here at the Cape, 1550 AM, 100.3 FM. This is one in our series of shows we are doing with St. Francis Healthcare Systems. My producer is Mr. Paul Vernon. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Once again, we thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 294 affiliates strong. Our newest one in Cannon, Colorado. I want to welcome them on board. When you listen to these shows, if you want to tell somebody about what you hear or go back up and revisit our broadcast, they are posted on the podcast platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Play, and Odyssey. So we're on all of those platforms. We've probably got about three to 4,000 people a month going up there and listening to these shows. It's a great way to share this if you want to tell somebody about it. They're all labeled so you know when it ran and what it was and what was the topic. If you want to reach out to me, if you've got a need, whether it's health care, health insurance, whatever the case may be, and you can do that at healthradio.us. That is the website. I get emails from there every day, and I'm happy to answer any of those emails I can and help you with anything that I can help you with. All right, joining me from St. Francis Healthcare System is Candace Crow. Uh, she is a nurse practitioner. We are happy to have her in studio. Thank you for coming in on your day off to do Thank this. Thank you. I'm happy we appreciate to be here. that. And Matt Owasco, ACO Administrator for St. Francis Healthcare System. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Gary. <clears throat> A little bit about our guests. Candace is an MSNAPRNAGNP-C nurse practitioner at St. Francis Health Plans Wellness Center in Jackson, Missouri, a St. Francis Medical Partner Clinic. Crow earned her Bachelor of Science degree in nursing from Southeast Missouri State University in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. She earned her Master's degree of Science degree in nursing from Maryville University in St. Louis. Crow joined St. Francis in 2021 from St. Louis Bariatrics in Festus, Missouri, and previously worked at St. Francis for 12 years. Crow has more than 15 years of healthcare experience and is a board-certified American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Matthew Owasso. MBA CSPPM serves as the ACO Administrator for St. Francis Healthcare Systems Accountable Care Organization. He is responsible for the Centers of Medicare and Medicare Shared Savings Program compliance and financial matters relating to the ACO. Owasco joined St. Francis in 2018 as the Surgical Services Business Analyst before moving to his current role in May of 2021. His work with numerous departments within the healthcare system has enabled him to develop a very broad and diverse background, which is critical when working with special projects such as on-demand urgent care, that's what we're going to talk about today, and budget planning, physician recruitment efforts, etc. He also served as, as the administrator for Joint Venture Ambulatory Surgical Center, Physician, Physicians Alliance Surgery Center since February 2019. Owasco currently serves as an officer in the United States Navy Reserve Medical Corps. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you for your service to the country. Appreciate it. Thank you, Terry. <clears throat> so let's let's just kind of dive into this and start with this program here at St. Francis. Um, can you describe the accountable – what is an ACO for our audience and what does that mean and why why are you in this program? What does it mean for St. Francis Healthcare System? Well, <clears throat> the ACO, short and sweet, is that we are focusing on the, uh, the holistic view of a patient. So we are bringing our primary care providers, uh, such as Candace here, and then combining their uh, expertise 
and knowledge level with our specialists to look at the patient as a whole, not to try and treat the issue that has come up, but to try and prevent it from coming in the future. So basically my role in that department is to assist our providers, but on the business side of it. So they are great and highly skilled on the medical side. And then I come in and I help them out on the back end on the business side on projects, planning, etc. So, you know, talk a little bit about that, Candace. And, and he, he said holistic care. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and, and then he also said trying to prevent it from becoming a bigger problem. So th- that's one of the problems with healthcare in this country is that we, we treat things after they've already become a big issue and not necessarily before they get to be a big issue. So someone that's pre-diabetic, as an example, isn't a diabetic yet. But if you identify that, so talk a little bit about that and how that holistic care works within that process. So that is correct. And we're seeing more and more of that since COVID. Uh, wellness visits and, you know, routine visits that people tend to have done once a year kind of by the wayside because people are afraid to go get their mammogram or go get their colonoscopy due to the fear of COVID. So uh, what, where we come in is we look at the patient as a whole. We look at all what all the specialists have done, look at all the labs. We kind of gather all that information and put all the pieces of the puzzle together as far as the patient's care. And, and then, so then you have a whole picture of the, the, the need and the care. Correct. We connect all the dots and um, find the patient's needs, future needs, um, current needs that may have slipped through a crack here or there, especially with the pandemic. Um, and we we jump on that and get the patient what they need before any problems arise. So, Matt, let's, let, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the virtual on-demand program, uh, the visits. And, you know, it's interesting tying this back into COVID. Uh, before we went on air, I was chatting a little with you guys about this. I'm a 26-year health care broker, um, have been for a long time, and one of the most difficult things we ever had to do was try to get people to use virtual care or right. teledoc or telemedicine before it became virtual care even. Uh, people just didn't want to do it. Um, that changed with COVID. We, right. you know, we, we saw the numbers jump 90% uh, by about the eighth month that COVID was uh, – going through this country, um, and all of a sudden, virtual on-demand became a big deal. So talk a little about how St. Francis Healthcare System has put that program together and, and how people are going to be able to utilize that. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of saw the, the same thing within our system, right? Uh, a lot of our, our patient populations started using these uh, video visits um, just because either, one, they, they couldn't make it into their provider's office or uh, they were fearful to venture out and so forth. So we decided, hey, why not take advantage of this shift in our patient population mindset to provide a better service and reach our our population out there that that's maybe still hesitant to come to a primary care location or an immediate care location or the, uh, the main hospital itself. Um, we already had the uh, internal setup and the technology and so now it's just working with our providers, getting them on board, and then getting the word out. So you basically put all the pieces together. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Candace, because as we come on break here, we'll chat about this for just a minute. Um, you don't have to go sit in a waiting room. <laughs> you don't have to drive mm-hmm. and find a place to park. Um, you can go on your iPhone. You can go on your desktop computer, connect directly with your doctor. I mean, 
my wife and I have been doing this ever since COVID, um, and we still have inpatient visits. But nonetheless, we've done a lot of this. It's really kind of nice. It's just you and the doctor, and you've got you know quite a bit of time to go through whatever the issues are. And it's it's a lot more convenient. Correct, and most people are, are most comfortable in their home. You know, home is a safe place for people. So if you can be at the comfort on your of your own couch for you know per se, then um, you don't have the expensive gas. You don't have to go and, like you mentioned, the waiting room, sit, maybe wait 15, 20 minutes. Um, we are trying right now five-minute wait time. Of wow. course, as that gets a little busier, that may be a little more difficult, but it's definitely our priority to make it convenient, fast, and effective. I can't remember the last time I got into a doctor's office and had a five-minute wait time. That, that's, that's a pretty lofty goal. You think you think that's going to work? I, I think so far it, it, it has, and I, that, that's that's our goal. It might be a lofty goal, but it's it's something to better the patient experience. It's definitely a start. I, I definitely think that's going to be an incentive if you've got a five-minute wait. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network. If you want to learn more about virtual on-demand, go to the website sfmc.net backslash virtual on-demand. That is the website. Stay tuned. We've got more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website Health radio.us healthradio.us my producer the always perfect mr paul vernon i'm your host carrie hall thank you for joining us in studio with me matt owasco and candace crow from st francis healthcare system we're talking about virtual on-demand healthcare that is available here uh, throughout southeast missouri with the st francis healthcare system uh, and trying to educate you on what's available to you and five minute wait time that's pretty good if you're going to see a doctor so let's talk a little bit about um the different ways that that patients can access virtual on-demand. Candace? Okay, so um, if a patient's already established, we our patient portal is called MyChart. Uh, if a patient uh, already has that access, it's very easy either from a, their desktop computer, as long as there's a microphone and camera, or from their smartphone, they can um, access their MyChart account, and there is a tab that says Talk to a Doctor. Uh, once they get to that point, um, they can choose why they need to talk to a doctor. It, you know, what is going on? Is it a rash? Is it acne? Is it pink eye? Or just a general video visit if uh, their need for some reason isn't listed on the list. Uh, so, um, and then once they start to do that, it will prompt them to get in line. And that will c- come to us as providers to say there's a patient that's wanting to be seen um, so that we can get connected with them. If for some reason they do not have our patient portal set up as of yet, they can go and make one from the website in the same spot, in the same area of the website, and um, request a visit as well. Okay, so that that website is sfmc.net backslash virtual on demand. Yes. So if they aren't, if they don't have this set up, mm-hmm. they can go to that website, and then there's is there a tab or something that walks them through how to do that. So there is the login tab, and if it says not signed up, there is a button you can click that will help you to sign up so that you can make your own my chart. 
um, which is, like I mentioned, our patient portal. So once that is done, then that's all they need to do. It will ask questions about current medications, current pharmacy, things of that nature. Um, but they would be able to access care uh, if they do not already have it set up. Okay, so it's 7 o'clock at night on a Sunday night, Mm -hmm. and Grandma and Grandpa, I'm chronologically challenged with six (laughs) grandchildren, uh, one of them seems to have pink eye, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to traipse all the way to the urgent care or the ER, and I want to do this. So how how, how does that work? How, how, How... you get in line, you, you've got the portal set up, you go on the portal, and then what happens? Correct. So you get to the portal, you tell what your needs are, you say get in line. It will give you an estimated wait time, first, um, depending on how many are in line already uh, from there. But it kind of keeps you updated. Okay, we know you're here. You're not lost out there in computer land. Um, we do know that you are here. So um, from there... Uh, the provider gets a notification, okay, there is a patient need to be seen for this issue, so you already know what, what it's going to be for. Then the provider is able to um, access audio and video. The patient will be prompted prior to the provider joining to test out their software to make sure that they their audio video does work correctly so that um, the provider can see their eye and um, what they need is it an allergy is it bacterial pink eye uh, how to treat it and then that way they get taken care of and from the comfort of home so they, they get taken care of the comfort home now mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to go get the antibiotic and they just mm-hmm. would the doctor be able to prescribe that um over, over the you know, over the virtual care and then call the pharmacy how does all that work connect the dots so the way it works is that's why we ask for pharmacy information and of course the provider will confirm that and confirm current medications and allergies to make sure there's no interactions and then we're able to electronically send the prescription from our location to wherever their pharmacy may be located okay and then so what so what if this is something that, a, that, that a, you know, a general practitioner or a primary care doctor can't necessarily take care of and they need a specialist? Maybe uh, mm-hmm. it's an issue involving heart failure or it's, you know, they're a current patient and they're having issues. How, do you connect them with a specialist for that specific issue if that's something that needs to be done? So what we what we do currently and what we probably will continue to do is um, we evaluate every patient almost like a triage. And if it's a complex condition, we will direct them, um, depending how urgent it is, if it's something, uh, for example, with heart failure, I can't breathe, I'm really struggling, um, then to our local emergency rooms. Or if it's uh, during operating hours, we will call a specialist office. I've done that before to try to get them a same day or next day appointment um, to with their specialist that's more appropriate. Um, so we do have avenues. Um, as a whole, we, like we said, we're trying to take care of the patient as a whole. We're kind of that middleman that's connecting them with their specialist um, and connecting the specialist with the patient as well. So you'll actually, if if they if it's not like urgent urgent, they don't mm-hmm. need to go to the uh, to the emergency room, mm-hmm. um, but they but they should go see, have a follow up visit, mm-hmm. reference that particular issue. You'll actually make that appointment and get them into that doctor. Yes, I, I do that often. That, that's a pretty nice that's a pretty <laughs> nice deal. Yes. So you're like a navigator at that point. Exactly. You're getting them in to see who they need to see, um, and, and doing it every day. And then if they do need to go 
uh, to the ER, you coordinate that visit with the ER so the ER knows they're coming? Correct. And we will um, often call the ER and let them know this is the patient, this is their concern, this is why we're concerned enough to send them to the emergency room so that, and we talk to another provider at the emergency room so they know the patient's coming and have a heads up of what's going on with the patient before they get there. But if it's something like, you know, the patient's on a number of medications, Mm -hmm. maybe they're dealing um, uh, with water retention or something Mm -hmm. along those lines, and it's just a matter of being able to talk to a specialist and say, well, you need to start taking your diuretic Mm -hmm. twice a day instead of once a day, um, then they don't have to go anywhere. Correct. Uh, They're able to do it right there from (laughs) home, and you just save them a trip to the doctor's office or the ER, whatever the case may be, and basically solve the problem for them. Correct. And we we will. And if it's something like congestive heart failure that's so specialized, we will get them in the right direction if it's not emergent and get them an appointment within the week with their specialist just to ensure that we're doing proper care. So so even if they do, you know, we're back to the diuretic issue again, whatever the case may be, (laughs) there would be a follow up uh, with the specialist just to make sure that whatever was recommended is what they really needed to do. Correct. So in that circumstance, you know, there's labs that may need to be done. So they may need to go to their lab. But And then the specialist may opt to see them virtually as well, or the specialist may say, I really want you to come into the clinic. So um, either way, we will have them to follow up with that specialist, and we will navigate that for them. And if they need the labs, you make the arrangements. And you, you put the lab order in, and then they, they're able to get an appointment and go do the labs wherever they need to do it. Correct. So I am able to order the labs, and then I also help the patient to know where the closest lab is to where they live. So if they live in, you know, closer to Sykeston, we have Sykeston, Missouri, or we have Charleston, Missouri. We have different locations throughout southeast Missouri, and we're um, and as as when the lab is ordered, um, the patient doesn't necessarily have to make an appointment. Most of our labs are walk-in, so it's uh, at the convenience of the patient. That works out pretty well. If you want to learn more about this system, you can go to the website sfmc.net backslash virtual on demand. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. There's more to come. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website healthradio.us. My producer, Mr. Paul Vernon, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Joining me in studio, Matt Owasco and Candace Crow. They are from St. Francis Healthcare System, and we are talking about virtual care. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Wellness Center and the services provided by St. Francis Healthcare System here in Southeast Missouri. The website, if you want to go set up your my chart portal and you you already got it or you don't have it if you don't have it you want to do it the website sfmc.net backslash virtual on demand so you can do this um and five minute wait time it's pretty good so i i'm gonna keep doing that uh that, that beats the daylights out of driving you know 15 20 miles to get to an urgent care or coming all the way into an er it's a little different deal so let, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the range, okay? okay. Uh, 
uh, you know, I like to say, because I've got, as I said, six grandchildren, from babies to those of us that are seasoned citizens. So what do you consider the range typically for people to access the virtual care and how it works for them? So the same with our in-person urgent cares. Uh, our age begins at three months. So we'll see a three-month-old all the way to 110 years old or older if you are. We will see you. <laughs> so we start at three-month-old. All the way to 110, you heard that. So she's being optimistic (laughs) because she's looking at me. I want you to recognize that fact. So that's important because, um, you know, we just had my daughter, one of my daughters just had twins, um, and they're two months old. No, they'll be three months old here very shortly. So instead of having to go to the urgent care of the doctor's office when they've had a problem, she would be able to use virtual care if she were here in southeast Missouri. Correct. And we would evaluate from there. And, of course, if it's, a baby that's small and they're having respiratory difficulties, things like that, they may have to go to an on-person clinic where we would direct them where to go. But for minor problems, rash, things of that nature, we would be able to treat them from the comfort of home and you wouldn't have to get your twins out. Yeah, and, and put them in the car seats. <laughs> yes. And, but, and, yeah, it's a process. It, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's definitely a process. So, so uh, Matt, let's talk a little bit about um, we're here, obviously, in southeast Missouri and, and St. Francis Healthcare System is throughout Southeast Missouri. But what if you're in Carbondale or Cairo or Marion and you're in the St. Francis Healthcare System? You've got a doctor here, um, you're, you're part of that system, and you want to do this um, in, in, in Cairo or, as I said, Carbondale or Merriam or Carterville, whatever the case may be. Right. So we uh, gladly invite those patients to log into their MyChart, get the visit uh, started, and depending on where they're coming from and what providers that we have working. You know, there are certain restrictions based on uh, licensure requirements. But if, uh, if we're able to take care of them, we will absolutely do so. If there's any uh, issues on our end, we will reach out to the patient and let them know what's going on from our side and why or why not can we uh, help them out. So, so, Candace, what would you say uh, to people, you know, especially uh, you know, those of us that are chronologically challenged that don't necessarily – access computers and, mm-hmm. and, and, and as many younger folks do. Um, if they're hesitant to do this, what would you say about trying virtual on demand? Yeah, I do this very often. I would say several times a day, talk to people that say, I don't have a smartphone, I have a dumb phone. Um, and I just encourage them, if you're able to talk to your grandchildren or family via video FaceTime, Google Duo, something of that nature, then you would be able to do a virtual on-demand visit. It's just as easy. Um, It's just as convenient, and it's exactly the same. And a lot of people are very surprised once they do get connected of how easy it really is. So, uh, and they're and they inform us often. Oh, I'll be using this all the time. Yeah, because it's so so much easier. Yes, it it really is, especially when you have poor mobility or, um, you know. Some people, especially in rural southeast Missouri, uh, one of the poorest areas of Missouri in general, they they don't have access to vehicles or um, things of that nature, but most of them do have phones. So it's just another way to get out there to those patients that typically we would not be able to see otherwise. Yeah, and that's interesting, Matt, because um, Candace mentioned rural communities, and I don't care whether it's here or whether you know we're mm-hmm. we're we're anywhere we are in the country. Mm-hmm. There are fewer and fewer services in a lot of these rural communities for medical, um, but this solves a lot of those problems. I mean, instead of having to drive thirty minutes to get to an urgent care in ER and then sit there for an hour or longer in an right. ER visit, um, you literally 
are able to get on your computer, get on your phone, have this visit, how much do you think that's going to change the metric and improve people's health that are in rural communities now? I mean, I think this is going to be probably one of the best things that we can do for our population. You know, we, we always talk about how can we get our patients to come to us. Well, if, if they don't have the transportation or the needs or uh, if they can't take time off from work, whatever it may be, this is a way for us to reach out to our patients and bring our services to them wherever they may be so they don't have to worry about coming to any of our locations across the state. Yeah, and Kansas, it's interesting mm-hmm. because um, with COVID, people just quit going. That's I mean, correct. They, yes. I mean, they had they, – they, you're a type 1 diabetic. You're a type 2 diabetic. You need an A1C X number of times a year. They just skipped it. Um, how does this impact that kind of thing for people that just maybe not even getting their primary care visit? Maybe they never, you know, at least get their labs done, you know, as you talked earlier. How does this impact all of that and getting people back into the system to take care of themselves? So that's really a big priority to us as well. You know, of course, there's virtual on demand for acute illnesses, but um, we also have our connecting wellness for the overall wellness of these patients are a big concern to us. So uh, we do talk to people often um, and they admittedly say, I feel fine. So I didn't get what A1C checked. We check it. It's 14%, which means average average blood sugar over 400 every day. Um, so we help them um, by at least restarting medications, getting those labs going, getting them connected with someone either in person or virtually. We do encourage them to see at least once a year they're in-person provider um, just so someone can hear them but a lot of these things can be done virtually now so that's what we're finding as we are um, kind of backtracking so to speak these people were well controlled COVID hit now things are kind of spiraling and we kind of help bring them back in and get them back to a good place where they need to be. I mean, ha- you know, I, I, When you start talking about spiraling then it spirals from you know, type 2 diabetes to type 1 diabetes or, or or some other issue then results in heart failure or whatever the case may be. So this is important from the standpoint to be able to manage that care so it doesn't get worse, yes? Absolutely. And as Candace touched on uh, earlier, the, one of our benefits is that not only do you get to speak with one of our providers, they have access to your chart, they can refer you to a specialist or refer you to another uh, urgent care facility if need be so you're not having to make all that all those calls on your own we're, we're kind of making this a, a one-stop shop making it very convenient uh, for our patients yeah and that again you're like a navigator candace yeah that's so correct. instead of yeah. saying well now you need to go contact so-and-so or now you need to go this contact this lab or the specialist you're actually doing that for them that's correct, and it's it's very much a passion of mine. I grew up in a small town, if you can't tell, I'm from further south than Cape Girardeau, but still in Missouri, and it's just a big passion of mine. I grew up in a town of 200 people. So, uh, probably, That's definitely a small town, Kansas. Probably my highest, it's a village, actually. My <laughs> highest, uh, hardest clientele was getting my parents on board to do um, virtual visits uh, because they're oh, we can't do this, you know. So it's really a passion project as well for me. It's... Um, so many people that I know and love just don't access health care at all because they don't want to travel. So um, this is very exciting for me. I think it's going to pick up a lot more clientele and people that really need health care. So did you get your parents to do it? I did. And now? And now that's the only way that they want to do it. 
<laughs> See, I think that I think that's I think once people do, I know for us and we live in a you know in an urban community we live in Overland Park, Kansas, and, and we've got care. But instead of driving to the urgent care or mm-hmm. you know God forbid you have to go to the ER, that's a two hour three hour deal. If mm-hmm. you can do this, you know. With, with uh, you know, on the virtual care, mm-hmm. like I said, whether it's a grandchild with pink eye or whatever the case may be, it mm-hmm. it is a, it is so much easier to do, and you're talking directly to the doctor or the nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. so you're you're they can see you, so they can see you know if if there are symptoms that are showing right, they're able to see that, and th- and then they're able to take action, and so it, it just it changes the whole dynamic. I think, don't you think that's the case? I really do. I, and I think that people are um, coming for health care that typically wouldn't, like you said, if it's a three-hour overall ordeal, people aren't taking off work and they're not taking that time. So if we can make it a 15-minute visit for them, we are more apt to get them involved and on board. Yeah, and if they do it once, then they're going to come back. Of just course. Like, just like, you're, just just like, like my, my stubborn mother. Yeah. <laughs> if she's listening to this, okay, now she's going to know. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate. If you want information on the program, sfmc.net backslash virtual on demand, fsmc.net backslash virtual on demand if you want to set up your chart there and be able to access this care. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We've got more. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our website, healthradio.us, podcast platforms. Uh, maybe you're trying to get your mother to do this, okay? Uh, go up to the website uh, or go to the podcast platform, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple Play. We're on all of them, Odyssey. We're on all of them. Um, and the shows are up there. They're posted. They're labeled. They're named so you'll know what uh, what you're looking for. And, and uh, you can listen to the broadcast and share it with somebody else. In studio with me, Matt Owasco, Candace Crow. They are from St. Francis Healthcare System. Uh, and we're talking about virtual care, virtual on demand. Um, the change of dynamic in this country, and there has been a huge change um, in the use of virtual on demand, and they've changed the legislation now, so doctors will be able to do this across state lines, and it is a, it is a different kind of program than it used to be. It's a great way to access care, and it's a great way for people to do it much more conveniently and uh, take care of those health needs that they've been putting off or just not doing it at all. Let's change gears a little bit here, Candice, and let's talk a little bit about um, the St. Francis um, um, uh, wellness Center, St. Francis Health Plans Wellness Center. Talk about how that and how that's tied to St. Francis Health Plans. So the Wellness Center is another aspect of virtual uh, care, and we are focused um, mostly at this time on Medicare patients. So uh, a lot of Medicare patients don't realize that once a year they get a Medicare wellness visit, which is separate from their other visits, uh, and it's more geared toward Let's tie everything together, kind of like we talked about before. So what I would do um, is review that patient's chart, find all their specialists, whether they go to St. Louis for this or Memphis for that, and um, also ask safety questions, make sure they're safe in their home, make sure they're up-to-date on vaccines. So it's more um, 
looking at the overall wellness of the patient and, okay, um, have you ever had a mammogram? Well, let's get you set up, okay. Um, you are on a cholesterol medicine. I see you haven't had a lipid panel in two years. Let's get that checked. Um, very, those are very common things that come up. And the patients tend to be very comfortable with asking um me and the other two nurse practitioners that are doing just the wellness clinic, um, hey, I feel like I snore too much. Can you help me get a sleep study? Things that they may feel like they don't have time to discuss with their primary care doctor. Or maybe they don't want to discuss it. Or, or they're just more comfortable talking to us in that moment because we try to make them feel, you know, uh, like they're the only person in the room because they are. So we want them to be comfortable and to ask those difficult questions and not feel rushed. And I think it's going very well. That's interesting. The focus is on mostly on Medicare patients mm-hmm. uh, because they, I think a lot of, med, of uh, folks that are, like I say, chronologically challenged, I'm 73, um, you know, they don't pay attention to this stuff. And in rural mm-hmm. communities, I think those numbers spike. I think those numbers are, are significantly higher. With is that you? I one hundred percent agree. Um, like I said, growing up in rural communities, there's all these farmers that don't. I don't need a doctor. Oh. You know that kind of mindset. Or oh, they said my blood. Um, I'll talk about my poor stepdad now. Um, oh, my blood sugar is only three hundred. Um, you know things like that. That. Um, just taking that little bit of extra time to say, okay, this is what the long-term effects could be. Yes, your blood sugar is 300, but, you know, you could lose your vision. You could lose your function of your kidneys. Just taking that extra time to explain the domino effect of the health conditions um, really is getting more people in these rural health areas on board. You know, that's really funny when you talk about that. Um, they don't they, they, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just mentioned two things there, vision. There are a host of things that fall under that diabetes issue that if it progresses mm-hmm. from heart failure to loss of vision, I mean, go down the list, right? So many things. You could lose, <coughs> you know, lose your legs. You could lose toes. 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 Starts with toes, eventually yeah. legs. But you know, there's so many things um, that sugars like glass in your veins is kind of how I explain it to people. And it makes sense. And that's a very big goal for us is to make healthcare make sense to this population and eventually all populations. You know, and you mentioned um, men and, and not just rural men in general um, typically don't want to access healthcare and, and don't do it unless they're actually forced to do it. One of the things they don't do that is really bad, and this just happened to a friend of mine, um, is they don't pay attention to their prostate situation. And then that number gets off the page. This is a friend of mine. This just happened to him last week. Um, and now he finds out he's got cancer. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't getting this done on a regular basis. So in the case of, of the wellness center tied into virtual care, uh, when you ask that question, have you had a PSA test done, mm-hmm. you're able to order that lab and get them into the lab and then and, and then see what that number is. If it comes in at 8 or 9 or 10 or 11, then talk a little bit about that. Why is that important? Because in rural communities, it's worse. Yes. Okay. Because I'm not. I'm not driving all the way in there to do this. I'm not. No. 
Okay, so talk a little bit about that. And I do agree it is worse <coughs> uh, somewhat in men. Like those things like prostate exams, colonoscopies, it can make a man shudder. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but um, so we can. We order the labs all the time um, from our clinic. We direct them to a lab um, to have it done. So let's say it does come back as 12. Well, that would be me calling that patient back. Um, I also forward all labs directly to their primary care if they have one through our system. So um, my sometimes the primary care will reach out before I get a chance. But um, I will always reach out. I will make that referral to that specialist, so in that case, a urologist, and I will get their appointment made for them. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up here. What do you do if they don't have primary care? We help them establish primary okay, care. Okay, so you set that up for them. Yes. You get so that 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 guy that hasn't gone, you know, hasn't gone for like six or seven years, mm-hmm. and boom, now he's got a problem. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't have a primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. You also put that together for him. We get him one, and we have availability same day primary cares in some um, instances if needed. Yeah, because you've got primary cares outside of Cape Girardeau. Talk a little bit about that for a moment. So we do. We have um, anywhere from Piedmont to Dexter to Sykeston and even further south into the Boot Hill. We have primary care providers all around southeast Missouri. So we kind of get a feel for um, what the patient's looking for in a primary care and make the appropriate appointment based on that. Wonderful. Thank you both for doing this today. Thank you for coming in Thank on you. your day off. Oh, that was very <laughs> nice of you. It. Thanks, Matt, for doing this, for Appreciate being it. in here today. Thank I think you. we educated a lot of people today. Maybe we'll get more people signing up for this. Uh, the website, if you want to do that, you want to sign up for virtual care, sfmc.net backslash virtual on demand. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.